Welcome to Igniting Change, Finding Your Fire, a weekly podcast with Mina Khoury, an Ayurvedic practitioner and spiritual teacher who brings the ancient, time-tested wisdom of Ayurveda in this time of great upheaval and global ascension to inspire you to the next level of your spiritual evolution. She will discuss all topics related to your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you ready to be free of all suffering and soar to your heart's calling? Hello, everyone. I'm Mina Puri. So I'm happy to be here with you today. So today's topic, it kind of came in prompt two. I am uh, in the middle of doing a water fast. Today is day three. And I thought we haven't talked about food, eating, uh, weight loss, weight gain, and specifically our relationship with food. And uh, so I have a lot to share with you from my personal experience. And, you know, I wrote the book. I don't know if you've gotten my book, but I wrote the book, um, Healing Your Relationship with Food. The Ayurveda answer is the book has um, our issues with food. You know, why? what's the point of Ayurveda? The point of Ayurveda is because it can help us uh, solve uh, so many of the challenges when it comes to food. So I talk about issues like shame and guilt, overeating, eating disorders, and uh, all other kind of kind of mental, emotional challenges around food that I bring into Ayurveda as how it can solve the problems that we have, our struggles that we have with food from the very root level. And so many people call this book is like a mini Bible on Ayurveda. I have explained it in a way that is very easy to read. It's practical. It's something that you can digest and really understand, and it will resonate with you. And I also have um, good, you know, maybe 40, 50 recipes in there. Again, the recipes, I have deliberately made them. Uh, so anybody who does not even, people who don't even cook, it's, it's not about Indian food. It's really learning how to make food your medicine. And there's another section in the book. It says, I have a dream. It takes a village. So there's some my thoughts or my rant about the food industry, about, um, you know, the what's happening to the quality of our food and all that good stuff. So be sure to get your hands on this book, Healing Your Relationship with Food. It's available on Amazon. You want a paper copy just because this is a 200-page book, and it's a heavy book. It's, it's a big, wide book, and you want to hold it in your hands because the recipes in there is something that you can refer to again and again. So, so now that that's out of the way, so anyways, this is um, day three of my water fast. I did a water fast. Um, I was going to do it for 10 days. and But by the sixth night, I could not do it anymore. I was constantly obsessed with food. I was making up all kinds of recipes and things in my mind as to what I was going to eat when... Um, sorry, I keep on getting this glare in my 
eyes. Um, so, um, and by the sixth day, I gave up. I couldn't handle it anymore. And then what happened was, I, you know, I think I went back to eating the same way. So what do I mean by the same way? After, so, okay, first of all, so after I lost about 12 pounds, and a year later, I gained it all back, okay? And it, it was, it's a mystery, it's, it's uh, still a mystery to me, but mystery is getting resolved as to, so you pretty much gain weight <laughs> when you eat. The only way to lose weight is not eat. And how the heck is that going to work? So I had really for some profound insights about myself. And I thought I've had all the insights in the world. But, you know, we're never quite done with that. So, um, so I'm doing the water fast again. And I'm a little bit more equipped with um, knowing how to handle it. So here's one of the things that I did. When I started the water fast, I set an intention. And I said, I would like to do it for at least six days, but maximum 10 days. And I actually talked to my body. I talked to my body. I talked to my cellular structure when I go to sleep. <laughs> I, I ask my cellular structure to keep supporting my health, my vibrancy, and keep bringing in the higher consciousness into every a cell, every molecule of my body. I do that. Um, and I believe in that. You know, our body, our cells are listening, our language, our voice, how we feel about it. Our cells, are, our body is intimately connected with what's coming out of our mouth, okay? So uh, what I did this time was, is that, is I asked my body to please support me every day. I told the body that you have enough food in the body, so turn around and begin to enjoy the reserves, the fat <laughs> reserves in the body for energy and for energy, whatever you need to function me, to function the body. And I also asked that um, that I that this would be very easy, that I won't get the headaches. And that's what happens when I don't eat, I get a headache. So on day three, I've noticed, you know, a little bit of headache, but it's nothing that is not manageable. So I told, um, you know, this is, a, this is, you know, my mental setup is, it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable. When I hear my stomach, like, you know, gargling with, you know, hunger. So I said, it's not an indication during the fast that I have to go eat. It's an indication to me that all systems are a go. Everything is working in the body. So I asked the stomach, it's like, thank you, I hear you, but go ahead and turn around and there's plenty for you to eat. Enjoy, right? And so it is such a mindset, isn't it? And, you know, it reminds me of when I uh, start running again in the spring, in the summer. First five minutes of running, I don't want to run. Like, it's hard. It's like, oh, I'll just walk. So you slowly build into it. 
but it really isn't the body. The body is fine. It's the mind that gets tired first. It's the mind that says, oh, really? Do you need to? You are fine without it. What's the big deal? Just walk. So once I get over that threshold, then running becomes really enjoyable. I find the same thing with the water fast is uh, the first day is the hardest because I noticed like, you know, that's when I really understood our relationship with food. So the first day was the mind a little bit went. It's like, oh, you know, I could sit and watch TV and eat something to take a break. That's what a lot of us have been doing during the pandemic, right? We Food has been so comforting. We are isolated. I watch more YouTube than I have ever in my entire life, right? Um, not that I'm watching it all the time, but I watched it more during these couple of years than I ever have. But a lot of it was really useful stuff. A lot of it was entertaining and I enjoyed it. So, so much is, is there are habituated patterns and a way of thinking in our mind. Most of our life is really structured um, around food breakfast time, lunch time, dinner time. And now, if you've been living in this culture long enough, there is snack time. It's, you know, mid-morning snack, mid-afternoon snack, or mid-pick-me-up snack, or whatever. And to draw a comparison, maybe you can draw the same comparison, that when I lived a long time ago when I was in India, I don't remember snack times. I just remember breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Once you were done, there were hardly any leftovers because there were so many family members. The, you know, the, the, the worry was make sure everybody gets enough. It wasn't, oh, you're overeating. Now here, I live alone. So the problem has reversed. It's like overeating because it is a challenge to cook for one person. And then we have the mentality that I don't like leftovers and I'll just finish it. Now, who wants to waste food? Who wants to waste good food? Sometimes I will waste it, but more often than not, I actually eat it. My body doesn't need it. And that's what we do. So I'm really fine tuning into how do I just cook for myself? It changes because I'm not always alone. Sometimes I have people here with me. But um, so it's that so we we are so bound to the food to organize our day. We are bound to the food more than just the nourishment and the energy that it provides. We live in times that are very abundant, right? Uh, we can get anything, any food we want, 24-7. It's on our fingertips. Now we can order online. It doesn't matter where the food is coming from, which part of the world. We have it available. What a blessing that is. So, you know, every blessing can become a curse. If we don't understand how to use the blessing and how to value it. Um. 
So, and the second thing that I noticed, so I, I, you know, I set an intention, I talked to my body, and so far, day three, I'm pretty okay, a little bit uncomfortable, but I've been so busy. And second thing I noticed is it just freed up so much of my time. I didn't have to cook, I didn't have to clean, I didn't take time to eat, because when you're eating, you're not just eating for 20 minutes. You sit around. What else are you going to do? <laughs> right? Sometimes I do go for a walk right after. Sometimes I sit a bit longer than I need to because it's comforting. And who doesn't like to eat? I love to eat. I love food. Um, I can cook pretty much very quickly. Uh, cooking is not an issue for me. I can make up things out of nowhere. Um, I can make up my own recipes. So. And it, so it really, it, it unhinges us from this attachment to breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's a conditioning. That's a mental belief. Instead of listening to the needs of the body, right? We may not be hungry, but many times we eat just because it's food time. It's lunch time. Are you hungry? Do you need it? Have, been, have you been sitting in front of, um, you know, Zoom all day? You haven't moved? That really is there a need to eat. And that's what I've noticed during the pandemic time that we, we did become less mobile because we're sitting in front of the screen. When I was in my office, even to go use the restroom, I walked, right? To you know, bring another next next appointment in. I opened the door, I walked into my waiting area, and I brought the next client in. I walked to the bank. I walked over to get coffee or tea. And sometimes I walked home. And then you're driving, you park the car. So there's, there's a lot of moving around going on. Sometimes you just go into the hallway to have a conversation with somebody else, right? That is the, that's what I did. And now, kitchen is really like four steps away. The restroom is 10 steps away. Like everything is around. I'm not even at home anymore. I'm in a condo. So everything is really close. I love it. But it's just, I'm just trying to draw a comparison for you. So when we're not moving much, maybe we don't need to eat so much. And I've done that throughout the year since I, my last water fast. Um, that I don't, I wasn't hungry, or I, we don't need to eat that much. But it's a habit. Eating is a habit because it's such a comforting habit that it's difficult to break. So, um, almost all of us we overconsume, like I mentioned before, right? Because when you are getting comforted by food, you want to keep on getting more comfortable by food, right? So that brings to my mind the point, where, where is there discomfort within? Is there boredom? Is there lack of energy? Did you not sleep well last night? Or are you having a conflict with somebody? Is something on your mind bugging you? Are you hurting? 
All of these things, believe it or not, makes us want to eat because food is comfort. Food is sweet. Food is enjoyable. And there's nothing wrong with that until there is, until we are overdoing it, right? Um, so these are, you know, so when you are kind of paying attention, it's a deeper level of awareness each time. There's a deeper level of awareness about you each time. And the hardest part is having a different mindset. It's really the power of the mind. When you when we get a deeper awareness, so then to change how we think about food. That's the hardest thing. That's where the problem is. Right? Well, I mean, the problem is way deeper, but let's just stick to the mental part, the mind part. That's where the problem is. Um, the problem is, can we think about food in a whole new way? Can we think about food in a way that we need the energy? We do need to eat. We need to eat good food. We need to take care of our body. Food is also psychological, like I said, comfort. And there's absolutely uh, no problem with it. I'm sipping on my this bergamot tea, which I'm allowed to during the water fast. Um, it's really about being mindful, tuning into your intention and noticing and really connecting with the body all the time. Are you feeling hungry? Are you feeling hungry or are you tired? <laughs> are you feeling hungry? Do you need food or are you just bored? Are you hungry or are you just upset? Are you hungry or you just don't have energy. And what happens when we don't have energy, we reach for the quick, fatty, sugary things. If sugar is your thing, sugar is not my thing. Um, so this is how to raise the awareness. And, you know, that brings to my mind this constant um, struggle that we have with weight gain. It's, again, a complex topic. You know, below the age 50, I could eat pots full. Nothing happened. I didn't gain any weight. Um, if I gained it, I lost it really quickly. Above age 50, it's a different story, right? You eat a little bit, it's because hormonal changes, menopause. And you gain quickly, and you lose slowly because the metabolism slows down. So at this time, it is important that we really eat to nourish ourselves. We really eat to heal. Food is medicine. And that we eat what we need, that we, that we tune into the requirements of the body, to the need of the body. And that comes from you know, experiencing things again and again. What's, what's true for me may not be true for you, right? The insights I had about myself, I have my own unique situation, right? I have my unique likes and dislikes. That may not be true for you. So 
it's just about raising the level of your awareness to know what is true for you. When do you tend to overeat? Look around that time. Evaluate that time. Did you overeat because X, Y, and Z, fill in the blanks? And what is your you know, weakness and what is your strength? How is that related to how do you think about food? We are all programmed. We're all conditioned. It's not possible not to. Not to be programmed, not to be conditioned. We're part of this world. The whole world runs on programming and conditioning. And now we come to 50 plus. We spend the time now peeling away, unprogramming, unconditioning. I mean, darn it. <laughs> this is a human life, right? Human journey, ridiculous at times. But that's what it is. So then you begin to find out where, 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 you know, where, what is, what's about you that you need to know about you? And, you know, at some point in time, we have to think about weight gain, weight loss. Instead of this continuous struggle, this continuous um, journey, we again, have a concept in our mind about what is good, what is bad. Everybody wants to be thin secretly, right? Because what is our idea of beauty? Thin. It's changing slowly, but that's our idea of beauty. So I'll tell you my reason. Um, I don't feel good with extra weight on. What I noticed during this water fast, anyone I noticed last time too, you know, my legs, my uh, knees and ankles, were like they're just a, there's a little uh, restlessness or heaviness that's no longer there, even after fasting for two days. My legs just feel light. So I think that, um, so for me, I feel better. And I know from a medical standpoint, me being an Ayurvedic practitioner, I know that even, you know, 9, 10 pounds can put a lot of stress on our systems, can put a stress on our heart. So I like it when I don't have that extra weight on me, I move quicker, I feel lighter, I feel more energetic, I feel more awake, I feel better. Uh, so you want to know what your reason is. And, uh, you know, having extra weight is, um, some people manage it better, some people are good with it. I know people who are overweight, they, it does not face them, they're fine. And it may not affect you the same way, but I know how it affects me right? Because health is not just a, a direct result of your weight. Health is a result of so many things. Weight is just one of them. I'm just talking about weight because that's what we are talking about today. Um, so uh, that brings to my mind the, the next related uh, item that might be on your mind. This is now springtime. Um, spring time is a time to there's a there's a seasonal change 
the seasonal change also reflects what happens in our body. Our body changes as well. Any overeating, excess um, consumption of food, excess calories we have consumed over the winter months naturally, um, we don't need them at this time. So what happens, the body naturally begins to kind of thaw out. So it wants to release the heaviness uh, from the body. And that heaviness, that's how sometimes people have, reason why people have spring allergies, um, runny nose, or they feel lethargic and heavy. Because if you think about on the heaviness, it's the water element, it's the earth element, that's, there's heaviness to it. So if we continue to eat the same way we did in wintertime, we're actually going to impede the flow. So we want to help the flow to eat food that is opposing the earth and the water element. So lighter foods, lighter, drier foods, right? Um, a lot of greens, because they have a lot of bitterness to them. Greens, bitter taste lights the body, lightens up the body, right? So our eating has to change. So when we change the eat, change how we eat according to the season, naturally we will um, um, support the body's detoxification process. And that's the, that's the reason why we do spring cleanse, to really clean out the excess, the not needed material sitting in our body from the winter months. Because whatever we don't get rid of, the toxins that we don't get rid of from the body, guess what happens? They, uh, they become the basis for disease. So that's the reason to adjust the eating. That's the reason to do a cleanse. Um, so I've done Ayurvedic cleanses for years. I've had, I've led so many people in the Ayurvedic cleanse and they've had amazing results. You know, I've had, you know, clients who like, okay, I don't even drink coffee anymore. Or I realize that my cravings for sugar just go away. And losing weight is a natural thing. But, you know, here's the thing with you know, what I realized that losing weight is not a one-time deal, or I really rather call it weight balancing, because I hate to get into this losing weight, gaining weight. I hate to be on this yo-yo. Weight balancing, so the weight is that you feel you're most comfortable at. What weight do you feel most comfortable at? And it's not a one-time deal. You know why? I realized why. Why do we gain weight back? Because we live in this world. We are humans. We are conditioned. We go back on the same old groove. Then we do the cleanse again. It gives us another extra insight into our relationship with food. We get off the track. It's not possible to stay on the track. It's not for me. It's difficult. You, you can't live like a robot. Okay. 
Sometimes you just want to live out large. Sometimes you just want to live and not have to worry about it. We indulge, we do whatever, and it's all part of being human. Why would you deprive yourself of yourself of all of these experiences and pleasures in life? So that's why this is the weight balance is kind of an ongoing consciousness awareness process. It's really a process of you getting to know you, your idiosyncrasies around food, tuning into what feels best for you so you know when you're off the track. And you're going to go off the track. So go on the track, get on the track, get off the track. This is life. This is the human track. But what happens when you are, when you kind of, master that a little bit, master life a little bit, not that we ever will master life, but each time you get better, that you go off not so quickly. You don't get stuck there. You recognize it. You recognize it say, oh, I've just, you know, eaten too much today. Tomorrow, I don't need to eat so much. I'm going to eat light. I'm going to do a salad or a soup. So it's just ongoing adjustments to keep your body healthy and vibrant. Um, and you know, Ayurveda cleanse, it's such a, it's such a holistic, all-inclusive, a wonderful way to reset the body. There, I mean, you know, water fast is different and I'll share that with you in a minute, but Ayurveda cleanse is such a wonderful way to detoxify, to to clean on every level and it's not it's easier to do because you're not just living on water and it, you get introduced to different foods that you may not been aware of and you slowly begin to it's really a process of moving towards clean eating so there's a pre-cleanse that you um you move towards clean eating, which means fresh, freshly prepared, unprocessed, a um, lot of fresh vegetables and fruit, and not eating heavy things because in springtime, like I mentioned, is we are really better off when we eat lighter foods during springtime. Um, so you get into it. So you really, it's like creating a new habit, creating a new habit. It's, a, it's, it's such a, creating a new habit of eating is such a great way of resetting the digestion, resetting your whole nervous system, getting rid of the excess of fat and toxicity, and you just, you are renewed. And it's not something, like I said, you do once, you do it every year. I do it every year. Okay. So now the water fast is a little bit different. Um, you know, first I was not sure. I, I, wanted, I was trying to, let's put it this way, I was trying to kind of use the Ayurveda framework because I, you know, I'm a proponent of that. I understand it. It's such a wisdom, ancient time-tested system. So that's my reference point. And I was trying to fit the water fast into that understanding to see how that would, you know, that would fit in. And 
you know, it did fit in. So, you know, the truth is under Ayurveda, nothing is, oh, we never do that. There's no such thing. Because Ayurveda is not a yes and a no system. It's a system of consciousness. Consciousness requires that we are conscious every moment, every day. And then we make our decisions based on the new information that has come to our awareness. So Ayurveda totally supports to giving our body a rest. And first I thought, you know, if you're not eating, then it slows down your digestion. That's uh, what I have discovered is that it's only if you're doing it. I mean, if you are not eating for months on end. I don't know anybody who does that, but there's all kinds of people in the world. We do all kinds of crazy things sometimes. So I don't recommend that you go ahead and do a water fast because actually to do a water fast is such a mental thing. It's such a mental thing. It's really, you know, so it's, I don't recommend that you go ahead and do a water fast. You do it slowly. Start with intermittent fasting. And then maybe fasting, water fasting for a day. Then maybe 36 hours. Even that can be plenty, right? Um, but spring cleanse is something, you know, it just is wonderful to do. You don't have to worry about, oh my God, I'm not going to eat. You're just going to eat really healthy. And there's a process where your eating will uh, slow down because you're taking ghee. Ghee is clarified butter. So what ghee does, it helps the digestive fire to turn inward. And it also pulls all the toxicity Um, into your gut. And you can see that by looking at your tongue. Tongue is a diagnostic tool in Ayurveda. And you can see, if you understand the tongue, that's how I would tell my clients to go ahead and take a look at the tongue. Um, So what was I saying? So it's it's, if you haven't done a cleanse and if you're really like looking forward to resetting and Introducing a new way of thinking about food, introducing new habits, and looking to just, you know, take a little mental break. Then consider doing the Ayurveda cleanse. And actually what I'm going to be doing, you will see, I am putting together an Ayurveda cleanse book. I've had it. And I'm not going to make it available for everybody. It, the book is a complete uh, information on the cleanse. It contains recipes, uh, the chart on, you know, if there's any medication or if there are any supplements that I'm requesting that you, that I'm recommending that you take. Um, and the whole process with the menu and spices and whatnot. It's a good 45, 50 page book that I will be releasing soon. So stay tuned to that. Um, So, you know, think, start to think about food as what is your relationship to food? Is food your go-to when X, Y, Z? There's no shame in that, okay? Who doesn't want 
like a piece of chocolate. I love chocolate. Who doesn't want a piece of chocolate or a little slice of cake, just a little pick-me-up? There's no shame in that. So just because we're being mindful of food, it doesn't mean we don't enjoy food. It doesn't mean we can't indulge. It just means that we just have to have a higher level of consciousness. We have to be aware. We have to understand what's your intention. It's really through the food you can get to know yourself. And the more we get to know ourselves, the more we can infuse that into our habits, into how we eat, into how we relate to others, into how we live. So it's only it's self-knowledge. It's self-knowledge. And then noticing when do you feel you are best? What weight do you feel you're best at? Right? Um, so these are the kind of the questions that you want to ask yourself. And, and don't forget, if you are, if this piqued your curiosity, I mean, this book was written, it made number one bestseller in 2018. Four years later, this book will always be useful because, you know, ancient wisdom does not change. No matter how much uh, technological advances we make, when we get into, you know, fifth dimension, this book is all about becoming a fifth dimension being. Um, I was doing this work years before pandemic hit. So be sure to grab a copy of that book. You're going to love it. Um, and what else? And so stay tuned to the information on the Spring Cleanse little booklet that you can read and uh, get started on your health journey. It's a journey, right? It never stops. Uh, we begin again. We begin again. We begin again. And sometimes it's just a journey. It's just a fun way to get new insights and to learn more about you and see how you can become more of who you are in your life. So that's what that is about. So thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, if you know what is your experience with spring cleanse or are you with a cleanse if you had it, uh, if you've done a water fast, what is your experience of that and what do you think of that and what other questions or challenges that you may have, um, go ahead and post it in the comment. I read all the comments and I'll be happy to uh, comment back to you. So thank you so much and I look forward to seeing you at the next podcast. Thank you for listening to Igniting Change, Finding Your Fire. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button and we look forward to being with you next week.